one of the great things about having a podcast and with this more advanced technology nowadays is that you have this low barrier to entry where it is so much easier to, you know, grab yourself a mic, do it online in remote locations and do it together, you know, with a co-host. But to be frank, you don't need one. If you want one, that's great, but you really don't need one. You're listening to Podcast Insider, hosted by Mike Dell, Todd Cochran, and Mackenzie Bennett from the Blueberry team, bringing you weekly insights, advice, and insider tips and tricks to help you start, grow, and thrive through podcasting. With all the support of your team here at Blueberry Podcasting, welcome. Let's dive in. This is Todd Cochran, CEO and co-founder of Blueberry Podcasting. And I'm Mackenzie Bennett, marketing specialist here at Blueberry. This week, we're going to be talking about having a co-host for your podcast, something we're both very familiar with after years of podcasting. Perfect example is this show. You know, we've been doing this on and off in varying degrees uh, with varying hosts for a very long time. But can you give me your your perspective of the amount of people that have co-hosts now compared to when podcasting was just starting? Oh, I think it was, you know, I think there was a pretty even mix in the early days, but the challenge was really hugely technical to have a co-host unless they were in the same room. We didn't have all these great tools like we have now where we can be, you know, literally in different countries. Mm Mm-hmm producing a high quality show. So a lot of the co-host situations were husbands and wives or, you know, there were uh, someone that lived close to them in those early days. But as the tools have improved, as a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why I was primarily a solo show from the beginning was my geolocation being in Hawaii and then not available to record until late at night. So for me, uh, having co-hosts wasn't even really an option. Uh, whereas a little bit later on when we started, when I started the show with uh, Rob Greenlee, you know, I would uh, literally be 6 a.m. Uh, Hawaii Standard Time to record that episode with him as a co-host because of, you know, the time zone challenges. So I think that, uh, you know, compared to now and then, it's definitely much, much easier to have a co-host and maintain quality. Yeah, the the technology has really changed quite a bit. And also, a lot of the time with a podcast, I just expect that there's probably going to be two or so people. Or if it's an interview show, you know, there's going to be the main host and then whoever is going to be the guest. I, I find myself gravitating towards shows with more than one person um, just for that conversation flow. The format, I just tend to enjoy it more. But in general... One of the great things about having a podcast and with this more advanced technology nowadays is that you have this low barrier to entry where it is so much easier to, you know, grab yourself a mic, do it online in remote locations and do it together, you know, with a co-host. But to be frank, you don't need one. If you want one, that's great, but you really don't need one. And, you know, I think, too, you know, if you're the originator of the show idea and you're looking for a co-host and you got to find someone that kind of share the same experiences, you want to be, you know, hopefully your friends, you know. So I think having co-host offers its uh, own unique initial challenges to getting started. And the biggest challenge, I think, really, I think that most co-hosts that we find over time is really the schedule. 
finding a schedule that you both can uh, agree to for years that, you know, that Saturday morning show, uh, the reason I was able to do it is because it was so early in Hawaii. Then when I moved to Michigan, then all of a sudden I went from a 6 a.m. start to a 12 noon start. And it really threw a, a wrench in the monkey works because it took up two, three hours of my Saturday midday. And it just wasn't sustainable long term. So that's one of the reasons why we made the change to the show to record it when we do now. So I think navigating all that is part of it. But I think also at the same time, I think on many, many shows, people kind of divvy up duties. You know, maybe one person's the recorder, producer, maybe someone else does the the show prep, the content collaboration, that type of stuff. So you have more hands and, and eyes on the product. But I think also some shows are, you know, it's still like a solo show where one person does most of the production work and the the other guest just shows up or the other co-host just shows up and is there for the episode. Yeah, there's definitely got to be a conversation about responsibilities there to delegate who's going to be responsible for what on a regular basis and set your mental and emotional expectations <laughs> of I want help with this thing and they don't want to help with it and now I resent them, that type of stuff. So I think it's good to figure that out probably sooner rather than later. Um, and, you know, like you said, that's going to change. Nothing is that static. So you're really going to have to evolve with that over time and decide, do we want to do this for one season? Do we want to do a series? Do we want to have this, you know, every week? Is it once a month? That's setting all of those ideas or all of those questions up for your own success <laughs> because, you know, there can definitely be less stress involved in the execution, but if you chose the wrong co-host, you could also be making it worse for yourself. So choosing the right person, whether it's a colleague, a family member, a friend, someone that you just randomly found, having that clear idea of how this is going to work, it was probably going to work out for the best for you. I think too is the concept of, you know, who owns the show and you're going to have to have some sort of legal agreement and, or what happens when one person leaves the show. And um, that's a big one. I don't think those have to be overly complicated, but it's something that does need to be put on paper and signed so that, you know, they, whoever's the owner, you know, all those circumstances that can come up with a co-host leaving is some of those things you have to uh, have to be careful for as well. Um so I think that conversation in the beginning is important because if the show starts out small, then all of a sudden find some medium of success and monetization, then the dynamic can really, really change very, very quickly. So that should all be planned for very early, even if there is no desire to do monetization at the beginning, you just got to kind of have these ground rules set up of, uh, okay, you've been here two years and you leave, you know, what happens or you know, and I think some of the best examples I've seen are really uh, cut and dry. Uh, you quit, you're out, you know, those types of things. Um, so it, it really gives incentive for someone to stay. And also what happens if it's my idea and I think you're not a good fit anymore? How, how does, how do I ask you to leave if I've been the one that asked you to participate? So yeah, I think all those things are good to be sorted out. And uh, there's some great legal podcasts online that have some of this type of advice as well. But 
if you think it's going to be really, really big, then you get yourself a lawyer to do something official with the write-up. That uh, I think most podcast co-hosts they have some sort of written agreement because we do see <laughs> we yeah we have personally seen it you know as a podcast hosting provider people come to us in the middle of their drama and try to get things figured out and we just kind of have to go with the account settings that's what the, that's the only thing we have to go off of. And there's been, you know, uh, all kinds of things that have happened where someone says, oh, I forgot my password and you're trying to reset it. And, you know, where they're actually trying to hijack the account. So, uh, you know, we have some internal policies on, you know, who gets the reset password and, and you know, that type of thing. Uh, so I think it's uh, something that you have to, again, you don't want to be in a situation where all of a sudden it's war. And, you know, you're in a fight for life to save the show that is legally yours. Yeah. And, you know, the podcast content can go so much farther nowadays where people have social media accounts associated to this, you know, imagery. A lot of the time people will be doing video, whether or not they have an actual like video show or they're just using that for TikTok or Instagram or something. But there's a lot that goes into it and it can be a lot of fun. But, you know. Just decide who wants to be in charge. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the key. And, that, you know, I think it uh, can be very rewarding for those that are, you know, has a dynamic co-host. And, you know, sometimes uh, I think if you think about some of the best TV that I've ever seen, it's where you have two individuals that have diametrical opposing views, but yet are just absolutely fantastic on the air. And I think if you find that duo, uh, depending on the type of content, you know, because, you know, let's be honest, if you're going to be doing a sports show, do you both want to be the fan of the same team? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, you can, that's the thing. You can be a fan of the same team, but you can't have the exact same opinion. You can't just be barking at each other, this, you know, in agreement. No one wants to hear that. So I think that uh, varied conversations and opinions are always good in picking a co-host. And, you know, even Rob and I, we, we sometimes we agree to disagree on things. And I have my view and he has his view. And we, you know, we kind of uh, we kind of put it out there. Same with this team. You know, we uh, we have our own opinions and ideas and um, and each of those are valid. And I think that it's good to to have those types of uh inputs because it just makes the content richer. Some of your favorite shows that people feel engaged and feel like they're part of this community is because of the fun banter and relationship that the hosts have with one another. You know, they, they feel like it's their little online family and you can't always, you know, just hope for the best. You have to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success there. And a lot of the time you just have to, you know, have that that natural chemistry with someone. If this is not your actual job, if you're not getting paid to smile and say that you're, you know, doing this with your colleague, whether you like it or not, you know that happens. But for the most part with the podcast, I don't think you're going to be doing this if you don't want to, it's so easy to start on your own and do outside of, you know, any major production that we want you to be passionate and having fun with it. So a lot of the time that's able to shine through. 
And, you know, I, I like my solo show, but it's also designed to be a solo show. My co-hosted show, I like it because it's designed to be a co-hosted show with, with an occasional guest. One thing, too, that I will mention is, is some of the most downloaded episodes are highly, you know, that have the highest download numbers is not when we have a guest. It's when just the two co-hosts banter between their each other. Um, so I think that if you're going to do a, a podcast where you're, there's just two of you and you're occasionally bringing in a guest, um, you might end up being very surprised that really the audience comes to hear you and that maybe not necessarily your guest unless they're like a, a superstar. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's, you know, they're really there for you a lot of the time. It's fun to see that in the stats. <laughs> it's one of those situations where, you know, we have a guest on and think, oh, this is going to be greatly followed. And you, know, you kind of look at the numbers the next week and like, well, <laughs> that wasn't so interesting. Mm hmm. But again, you know, each show is different and the dynamics different, the content's different. So, uh, you know, your mileage will vary, I think. Yeah. And when I started doing the Power Press podcast years ago, it was me and then I would get a guest and I, I, I enjoy this on a, on a different level of, you know, knowing what's going to be happening and that I'm going to have a good conversation because when you have a guest depending on how well you know them, if you have any background history, you know, it could, it can kind of go off, off in a different direction than you might have expected. And that is in a good way and a bad way, but it just, um, this feels more reliable in the way that we're getting content out. Not that I didn't enjoy doing that before, but I feel like I have a better understanding of, you know, the schedule, the the feel, the tone of the show, um, as opposed to new people coming in every week. And I think that's, I definitely see that as a benefit. Well, I, I think we've covered the pros and cons of having a co-host and the advantages of, uh, you know, of, you know, all options, I think. I think so. So how is your show doing with your co-host? That's what we want to know. What's happening with yours? What's what's been something weird? What's been a negative? What's been a positive? If you've had any feedback for us, definitely drop us an email and uh, and provide us feedback on how it's worked out with you having a co-host or the reason not to have a co-host. Thanks for joining us. Come back next week. And in the meantime, head to podcastinsider.com for more information to subscribe, share, and read our show notes. To check out our latest suite of services and learn how Blueberry can help you leverage your podcast, visit Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the ease. We couldn't afford the ease. <laughs>